feels weird, John, that uh, you're not. Uh, we don't have the music to to know when we're cued in. You want me to play the music? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey guys, I, listen, this is we know what it is. In the brisket podcast. We appreciate you tuning in every week, multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. Today we got a nice interview for you guys. We got Chuck's Flavor Train, and it, he's coming on board. Choo, choo. It, he's coming on board. Yeah. We'll see. We'll That's see how train. this goes. I'm a little. I mean, I'm hoping the energy's there. Yeah, have you seen him? Dude, I have seen it. Oh, we yeah. know the energy is going to be. I'm hey, listen. about getting him to wrap hey, some of our intros hey, and whatnot. Here's the deal. I've seen people do their own thing, and I've seen people answer some questions, and they're like, tearing the head like, they just can't do it. So I'm, I'm very hopeful. I think this is going to be good. We'll see. I'll just say, I listened to his podcast with Rage and Pillage. Yep. Dude can talk. Really? Yeah. Nice. Okay, nice. okay, good. Nice, nice. I, 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 didn't, I didn't see that. So oh. it's not going to be bad. Not going to be bad. It's going to be good. Perfect. All right. I'll, if always if have I thought this, it'd be bad, I'd cancel. I, listen. No, no, it's, it's going to be great. I always have this like uh, little thing off in the back of my brain. Not, not really fantasy or whatever, but that what? I, I'm, I'm going to make it on TV. All of us, we're, we're going to make it on TV, probably yeah. news, probably cooking something, doing yep. something, whatever. And then they're going to go live. And they're going to have the news broadcaster, and they're going to go, "Hey, RK's there, and hey, we're uh, here with grabbing the brisket. Here, uh, we got James here. What are we doing, to guys?" And she's going to stick the microphone in my face, or I'm going to have whatever, and I'm going to go, just like blank look for like at least three seconds. They're going to snap before I go to collect oh, I'm yourself. Just kidding, guys. Hey, let's uh, oh. grab the brisket here, you know, and just troll okay. with them. I love that. Okay. Hey, I, I wish that would happen, James. Yes. It, so he, wish that would happen. He said it might. I don't know. It, yeah. It's gonna happen, guys. Okay. Okay. So John, uh, let's get uh, let's get Chuck on the brisket phone. Let's, brisket hotline. The brisket, brisket hotline. 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 Are we call it right. the brisket phone or brisket yeah. hotline. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. What's, Was there a brisket a hot, uh, thing in the sky? Yeah. Yeah. Like you call for Batman? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like a shape of a brisket. Right. Yeah. The brisket signal. Yeah, it's a big square. <laughs> like, oh, that's a brisket hotline. <laughs> I, I better go. There's some like dumb like honey super superheroes. No, <laughs> honey, I have to get. I have to go. They're calling me. No, really oh, shit. Really it, can't, it can't be worse than fucking uh, Meteor Man or what's the yeah. one with yeah. uh, the Wayne's brother. What is that one? I don't know. No, we don't he was that the, superhero. You know, can't say that. I was, was thinking Square Man. There, there's gonna be like some Square Man superpower dude, and he looks up a square. It's my time, honey. Let's go. Okay. okay. Like, no, no, no. That's for a brisket. <laughs> That's for a brisket, bro. Okay. <laughs> right, I'm bringing him on. Chuck on. Bring him on. Hello, Chuck. Can you hear us? What up, brother? Chuck. Yes, sir. You hear me? We can. You're coming in loud and clear. Good. We hey, all, we all coming in? We're doing good, man. How are you doing over there? I can't complain. You know, prepping, living life, trying to deal with dinner, social media, job. Keeping myself fat, happy, and fed. It's a blessing, you know? <laughs> That's a blessing right there. I love that. Fat, happy, and fed. Yeah. Exactly, you know. Just got the title of the yeah, episode. No yeah, out of the way already. Right there. <laughs> hey, we, we. I'm serious. We so we take a we take something from every episode when we're interviewing somebody, and they'll usually the the guest will will make the title of the episode. Very rarely do we say something that's like okay, that has to be it. Right. Uh, but way to do that because that's like really like the first three seconds. Fat, happy, and fed. Boom. I did one thing right. That works. Yeah, that right. I think this uh, concludes the grabbing the brisket episode. Okay. Well, thanks uh, for joining us. I'll see you guys next time. Appreciate yes, it. Sir. Wow. Right. Thank you. Call again. Hey, uh, just, just, uh, you're going to hear a bunch of voices, right? There's five of us in this room. Um, so if, if somebody's saying something, you're like, oh, I think I know who that is. You probably don't at this point because there's so many different voices going to be coming at you. And uh, James is the one that has the, um, what would you call the voice, James? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I have. Okay, well, that's fine. Name that's enough. Voice. That's enough. That, that just sounds that, weird. That's enough. Uh, I'll I'll take over from here. Okay. Uh, thank also, you. Uh, this this is kind of a this is definitely a, this is barbecue first, right? Uh, and then we are kind of a beer podcast as well. So uh, if you're drinking tonight, feel free to grab a cold one. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm drinking every day. I got a <laughs> there we go. right now, but there I got you... the beer getting ready for me. I got a little okay. uh, triple fruited sour. I'll be drinking, so I'll pour that oh, up. Nice. Nice. Just okay. finished a, a sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're oh, there. You go. We're, yeah. we're definitely trying something new and whatever else. Uh, each podcast we, we do a beer review, um, usually on our minis or whatever else that we'll, we'll 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 do one. But every week we do a different beer and we'll rate them and whatever else. So. I, I, I try it, to rate like three or four beers a day myself. That's what I know. I feel like responsibilities in a job. So <laughs> I feel like we're definitely gonna be best friends right now. Yeah, seriously. 
<laughs> You're living my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to live every. I'm trying to live my best life for everybody. You know? <laughs> yeah. If you guys can't do it, you can live vicariously through me. Oh, for I, sure. You're, you know? Well, I, I listen. I definitely start will. So I will start. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're dealing with some uh, thunder issues over here. So man, if you hear thunder going on, just just keep it going. John's a pretty good cut man over there. So uh, we'll just keep everything going. No worries. And my daughter is. She'll be three. It's coming uh, Thursday, but she'll be running around here. So if you hear screaming, yelling, anything <laughs> in the background, that's her. That, that, just, that just lends to, to the uh, authentic, authenticity. Big word, man. It's a huge <laughs> word. Exactly, you know? it's a huge word. You can't fake it. People are like, oh, you can't get your daughter quiet. I'm like, uh, do you have a three-year-old? Do you ever try to get a kid to shut up? You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> right. <insanity>. Right. <laughs> it's illegal to use chloroform, okay? <laughs> exactly. You know, you can't put them to sleep. It's like... There's a scene, I don't know if you've seen Zohan with Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. He wants to be a hairdresser, and he's trying to cut the kid's hair, and the kid cries. He's like, military choke. The kid goes to sleep. But my wife and I always joke. It's like, man, I wish I could just Zohan this girl right now. <laughs> yeah. Go to sleep, you know? That's <laughs> awesome. So that, that nap time little uh, infomercial, that wasn't real? Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> nap time, here you go. Yeah, yeah. That commercial was great, yeah. though. <laughs> And That's, it's so funny, nap time, it's like we have friends whose kids don't nap. She'll be three, but she still naps for like two hours a day, roughly, which is like nice. But it's even healthy. two hours when it's like, you know, when a newborn sleeps all day, it's like two hours. Like, how are you, how do you not have less energy now? How are you not sleeping more? It's like you get up at 6 a.m., you run around all damn day. It's like share some of that energy with me, you know? Right, 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 right. Oh, man. Hey, Chuck, hey, welcome to the Grab and the Brisket podcast. We, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to uh, join and talk a little barbecue, beer, and just whatever else comes to, comes to mind. Hey, we got Chuck with Chuck's Flavor Train. And so uh, I'm familiar, John, and a lot of these, lot of these um, um, guys here are familiar with your work and, and your social media presence. Um, kind of just, let, let's go back to, I mean, I hate to always do this, but let's, let's go back to the beginning. Like, how did you get into to doing the, 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 the cooking and, and the barbecue and stuff like that? Of course. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird. It's one of those things I feel like it's such a boring, simple, fast story. But long story short, and it hasn't been a long time. I, I mean, I got a smoker, a Weber Smoky Mountain Christmas in 2016. So, you know, just a little bit over four years ago, yeah, four years, four months ago. Um, I got that smoker. I've been posting on IG a little bit more of the Italian food, the Asian food, things like that. I make got the smoker in 2016 and then right away I saw a growth in followers, nothing crazy, you know, but from like 70 to like 300, just from the barbecue community. And then that shit started turning to addiction. You guys know how it is. Oh, oh yeah. man, I like this smoker. I like that smoker. Oh, I can smoke a brisket. I can smoke a pork butt. Oh, well, shit, my homies want to hang out Sunday, drink some beers. It's like, all right, let's get some cuts from the deli or the market, whatever. We're going to throw this bad boy down. So everything started growing from there. Next thing you know, cut to that summer. So not even a long time period of time went by. August of that summer, a friend hit me up, a family friend. Hey, our daughter is graduating. She's going away to college. Do you want to cook for her party? I had only done a gig prior to that cooking for some of my parents' family friends, Italian food. But I said, sure, why not? I cater. Bullshitting. You know, you, you got to risk it for the brisket. <laughs> That's you know? how it is. Yeah. That's how you do yeah, exactly. it. By saying exactly. the words, yes, I'll do it. I, of course I do that. That's how you get into doing shit. I love that. Exactly. And then, and, and that's really what it was. And so I did that gig and that went well. Friends are saying, oh, the food's good. Can you do this or that? And cut to now. I mean, you know, I've got an LLC. I've got a business. I do catering, private events, things like that. Um, but it really was all just a matter of meeting that community. You know, I'll go back to that posting online. You meet people that are in your area that cook, people that use your smoker. Hey, man, I saw you did this. Don't do that or try this. And it all just grows. You know, next thing it's like, you know, my wife is like, who are you talking to? Like, man, I got 27 different girlfriends. And by different girlfriends, I mean the smoker guys that I'm talking to all the time. <laughs> yeah. you know, we're up all night talking barbecue, things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it really is an addiction. And now I'm blessed to say that. I'm hopefully on the verge of quitting my job soon, but no, I'm able to cook and cater a lot. It really is a blessing. I have fun doing it. and My backyard is in my paradise, so I don't got to go far to be happy. Right, right. Isn't that great? Like, you know, you get off work and you're like, I am going to stop by the store. I'm going to pick up some meat. I'm going to go home. And some alcohol. And some alcohol. Let's not forget the alcohol. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to smoke or grill or I'm going to prepare something, right? And then you're like, I'm feeding my family in the same process. And I'm talking to a million different people online and, 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 and networking and whatever else. And it's like, it's almost like you just can't wait to get home. 
know what I mean? Like you're rushing home. Like, let me be wrong. Family makes you rush home anyways. I understand that and whatever. But it's so freaking cool that that this is what it's led into. Like this is, I mean, to be honest with you, this is what I love about barbecue. I love going. Like I cannot wait to come home. And when I mean home, I mean like back to this neighborhood and start. <laughs> I start cooking some shit every every weekend. That's all we talk about. Every day is like, what are we going to cook? What do we, we want to do? What, what, you know what I mean? A hundred percent correct. And I mean, obviously, family is what gets me to rush home. Family is my life. And, yep. yep. You know, family is my motivating force, what keeps me happy. But I was going through some dark shit, man. Before this, I was depressed for a while, and getting the smoke would kind of coincide with being happy, and that whole kind of culture and everything, community kind of was a vessel to get me where I am now, where I can rely on my people. But cooking was my therapy. It still is my therapy. You know, it's like, I don't see a shrink. I go, I go out back, crack a beer, sit out in Mother Nature, listen to the birds chirp, roll some smoke. And it's like, damn, man, life don't get no better than this. My daughter's playing in the yard. We get to eat together. So, yeah, it's weird that it's something that is fun, therapeutic, and you literally get to share love with the world, whether you're posting a video on social media or giving food to your family or sharing with your neighbors or donating to a charity in the area. You know, the area. It's, it's something that is good for you. It's good for people around you. It's fun. It's therapeutic. It's like a win, 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 you know? So I'm all in on it. You know, I, I, I feel like I'm just going to mean you're going to have a conversation. That's, that's what this is going to be right here. Uh, I, I've, seen, I've seen your videos, uh, and I was, I, was like, I was like, you know, this, this guy is so... Uh, John John said the word earlier. Uh, I, uh, charismatic, right? I really think that you have a charisma when you're when you're on talking about like your 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 brisket video blew me away. I was like, Jesus, why can't I be this good? You know what I mean? And, and it's your your presentation for the whole thing. I was like, fucking a, like this is really freaking good. And it just hit in all spots. I thought the brisket was killer, right? I think that bark was killer. Um, John, you want to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say I'm pretty charismatic too. I don't know if you saw my video today where I dumped half a pork butt down my lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah. I'm pretty smooth. Yeah. It, so, uh, okay, so it's like... Not to toot your own horn or anything. Right, right. So one, okay, Chuck, let's just talk about this. One was like a very sexy brisket and one was like the Three Stooges uh, doing some pork, right? Like, I thought the pork was killer. It was killer. Yeah, I, you know... It's, my um, dog loved it. Right. <laughs> I, I think one of the cool things about it and... I don't. I mean, for lack of a better word, and this isn't a Joe Cool thing, but that's maybe my stoner slacker side coming out. But I got to a point last year when the coronavirus was happening and everything on TikTok, and, or excuse me, coronavirus is happening. I started posting on TikTok, and I was taking old Instagram videos, but whatever, the sound didn't work. The sound didn't translate. I hadn't done sound. It was Instagram music. So I started redoing voiceovers. And I'm just kind of in my bucket mode, whatever. I have fun. I don't really give a shit what people think. If you like me, cool. If not, whatever. You know, I grew up a fat black kid in Napa and I was six foot two, 330 pounds in third grade. So I'm used to get looking at funny, you know. Um, so I didn't really give a shit. Just started doing it, saying crazy stuff, having fun with it, and showing off all my sides. You know, I am loud. I'm rambunctious. I can be obnoxious. I also like to be sultry and sexy, you know, and talk kind of quiet and have some fun <laughs> with it. Me, it is sexy and sensual. And then I'm also a family dude. So I just said, fuck it, started showing every part of myself. And I think the blessing for me and what I'm thankful for is someone that despite my bravado, I am very kind of shy and reserved. I do like my quiet time, my downtime. I do have a very fragile ego and very hard on myself. But people like the authenticity. You know, I don't try to fake shit. I try to put myself out. So whether it's trying to say, look, man, I'm a boss with a brisket. Or, hey, baby, let's have some fun. Throw some pulled pork. No knife required. Spreads like butter. Whatever it is, I'm just trying to have fun with it. People have responded to that. And in turn... That has given me motivation, strength, inspiration to continue being myself. You know, it's like, oh, shit, I don't got to fake nothing. People do like me as I am, and I can do this. And it just so happens that I'm a decent cook slash barbecue slash pitmaster, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So it's all just kind of been a crazy flurry and storm. And I appreciate the kind words I really do, you know. I will say I'm like 70% charismatic, 30% annoying, 100% asshole and alcoholic. So you guys are just seeing the charismatic side on camera, you know. Okay, that's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it really is. It's like, again, I mean, people are on their phone for a short period of time. I like to have fun. I'm not trying to get into politics and bullshit. If I can get your attention for 30 seconds to a minute, super dope. If I can inspire you to cook something or have fun with something, that's even fucking better. So that's what it's about for me. I, I love that. And uh, first, uh, John, uh, we need you to do a little more sexy voice on your um, voiceovers. How's this, uh, James? Yeah, no, no, it sounds great. Um, two, you know what's funny about the sexy voice, I will say, is, again, you know, I keep bringing up my family. 
But my daughter, when I first started recording last year, my daughter was still taking two naps a day, sleeping in later in the morning. And I'd have these videos I have to record. My wife's sleeping, the daughter's sleeping. So I couldn't be like, hey, everybody. So I'm talking all quiet. Instead, I wasn't even trying to be sexy. I just, everybody this morning, we're cooking. And people are like, oh, dude, you sound like the Barry White of Beef. And, you know, like like the Morgan Freeman of Meats. And I'm like, oh, my oh, God, shit. that's the like, title. I'm, I'm just sitting here trying to, like, be quiet. I'm not even trying to sound sexy or funny or anything i'm just so it's funny some of it's, it's all natural it's just crazy how things happen you know yep 100 so have you um have you had any any training in like culinary school or is this just all self-taught just uh learning as you go uh self-taught learning as i go you know i grew up cooking a little bit i guess you know i also had to cook good fried eggs in the pan cook some bacon my dad was an old school New York strip guy. My parents were a little older, but my dad was one of those generations. New York strip is the king. We gotta have New York steaks every night type thing. So I can cook those on a gas grill. I can make good spaghetti. That was it. I always watched Emerald Lagasse growing up. Bam, kick it up a notch, all that. Maybe that's where I get some of my flair, pizzazz and panache, who knows? Um, <laughs> and then from there it was, you know, uh, Guy Fieri and all that. And we're the YouTube generation. So it's like, I'm a fat kid, you know? playing football and shit like that. You got the homies over you want to eat. It's like, I'm just going to Google how to cook this. And it's like, okay, well, shit, Chuck's making steak with red wine, uh, braised broccoli and whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, damn, I just Googled that. And cut to now, it's like, it's the same process. I don't really do recipes. People will say in the video, dude, how did you cook this? It's like, well, I explained what I did in the video. As for a recipe, I don't fucking know. Like a pinch of this, a dash of that, you know, figure it out. If you season it, it doesn't taste right, put some more shit up in there, you know? (laughs) That's the way I was kind of doing it. I would love to... Put that on a shirt right there. If you like, put some more shit yeah. up in there. Let's go. Like, right? quit it's fucking. Like, I don't if, know you, if you guys like look up a recipe though, sometimes it's just crazy because I'll look up recipes here or there sometimes, just random. Oh, this is something I've never made. I don't know what the fuck goes in it. So I'll Google it or whatever. I'll try to follow a recipe and immediately I'm like, this needs more salt. It needs more butter, more acid. So I do that. But the problem is not a lot of people understand that you need to taste and adjust. Yeah. So that's why I think you'll see recipes sometimes like, oh, needed more salt. You're making it. You're in your own fucking kitchen. Put more salt in it. Then, you, know? right. it's like, you don't have to do exactly <laughs> yeah. what the recipe says. Right. Like, they so try to bag on you. Something, yeah. Exactly. It's like or if I cook and someone's like, oh, my God, that, that looks good, but I don't like spicy rub, bro, so I don't like this. Okay. The, like, do you, have, do you have this rub in your house, yeah. first of all? You don't even have it. Yeah. Cool. So then use something different. Use what you like, you know. And that's what I was stressed with cooking. Like, it shouldn't be a strict religious thing, you know. I'm not with that like French cuisine type philosophy. Have fun. Do what you like. Do what works for you, and make it work for you. You know. I mean, cooking is evolved and changing all the time. And the reason that happens is because people are trying new shit. If everyone did the same thing all the time, every time there would be no evolution. We'd all be eating the same exact thing. Absolutely. The reason man. there are these differences is because people have fun and make things work. So. That's what I stress. You know, there are no rules with cooking. I guess, you know, ingredients more of a it's more of a recommendation than anything else. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. we recommend like you put a this guideline. in. Yeah, it's like a guideline for sure. For sure. A hundred percent. You know, it's like if I see you make your pasta recipe or whatever, something basic or how you cook a steak. Okay, man, you did your steak like this and you seasoned it with this. The technique. Oh, I don't like the seasoning. I don't like how you cooked it. But you know what? You brought up resting meat. I never rested my meat before. That's something I'll put in the data bank. So even if you don't like something, you can learn something from it and put it into what you do and try to, you know, put your own twist, flair, spin on it. I love that. I love that. I, I think you're exactly right. I think that people get way too critical on on on, on a recipe or or trying to say like, you know, hey, I tried this, I didn't like it. You're like, well, did you try it exactly the way that I did that? I, I don't. I don't. It's hard to follow directions. First of all, for a lot of people, anyways. But at the same time, if you know you don't like garlic, why are you putting garlic yeah, on in the recipe? You, like it, that exactly, just doesn't make any sense. Like, Skip the you garlic. Know, like, you know, and I, I don't try to get into the negativity, especially on social media. I try to only post positive shit. But sometimes you get a message from someone, and it's like, "Hey, bro, like I saw you did this. What you should do is do this, 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 this." <laughs> right. And I'll say back, you know what? I could do that. What would be better is you should go get it, do it, make a video, post it, and share it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't blow up my DMs with your negative bullshit. Instead of coming at me with negativity, why don't you try to present it in a positive manner of your own spin? You know, that's what I'll try to people. Like, you know, get out of the DMs. Get out there and do it. Get out there and cook. 
show your spin. You yeah, know, it's that's, like, you don't like what I do, then do it better. That's cool. I see shit all the time. I don't like, I don't hate on that person. I try to make it the way I would do it. You know, it's like, and that's what I would say yep. to everybody. Make what you like. No, that's, so we, we had, we had this thing where we, we did uh, James and, and, and John, and I guess we were, we were all over there when we did this slicing video for, we were trimming a brisket, right? And it was more of a, uh, it was guys was more of a hybrid, right? It was more of a, cause we're, we're big competition guy. We do a lot of competition, uh, barbecue where, uh, when you trim a brisket, it can't really look like your backyard brisket. It can't look course, like, you know, right. It's, it's just a different brisket. It, the more fat has to come off. It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, surgery. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and it has to be more of aerodynamic. It's, it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, we got roasted on some of these things and I'm like, yeah. and it's going to fit in the box. It's like it, a, yeah, that's what, the thing. It's freaking it, it's 10 a, by 10 box. It's a nine. It's nine, nine, nine by yeah. nine box. It has so, to fit in there. So, and think people about, are probably saying, "Oh, you're wasting you're, meat too much. Yes. You're you're, yes. you're you're trimming all the goodness. So why you would you fat. waste yeah. that fat? You're like, or you got to trim dude, it after you cook it. I'm like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? Why <laughs> would you trim it after you cook it? No, after and, you cook, then I cut away all my bark. And then, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, made no sense. And I was just the fact that they even say that though. So it's like you're coming at it with a negative perception of first of all. How do you know I didn't save this for chili? Ground it up for burgers. Right. Render this down tallow. Like I, we even cutting it and trimming it like. People literally will grind up brisket for burgers. So if I smoke a part of it and cut it, how? Why are you going to assume that I'm just wasting it? So we you actually know? said like, that. Yeah, no, we actually said that in the video. We said, "Listen, we're so don't don't throw this away. Use this for hamburgers. Use this for this, whatever else." But they were like, they were so critiquing on how much fat was was taken off of this brisket, and I was like. This is coming from a bunch of people that have never... Right. It's never the people that are actually... Yeah. Never been yeah. in a competition. And they're not part of the barbecue yeah. community for right, the most part. Right, they're just right. random schmoes on right. there that think they know something about something. Yeah. yeah. I, I get it. I, 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 I love uh, Chuck's mindset. I mean, never engaging with that, the negativity. Always I staying can't. with the positive. I mean, that, that's just a... Can't what, myself sometimes. <laughs> I know, John. <laughs> it makes no, it very and, and you're right. And it's like the only reason that I'm like not engaged... Because I'm a smart ass. I am. Like me and my home is like... We all talk mad shit. It's like I always said, like, if me and my homies would leak the DMs, it's like, oh, man, like, Chuck's friends are racist. They hate black people. And Chuck hates that. It's like, no, dude, we're talking <laughs> shit. We're homies. We say terrible things. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. but when I'm joking, like, online, that gets lost in translation. And I had an incident, like, I would, I used to tell people, like, oh, if they say some dumb shit, I'd be like, oh, take your fist, look at your hand, or sorry, t- look at your hand, ball it up into a fist, ram it into your face. I would just come with that back, joking at people. And I commented to one kid one time. And he like freaked the fuck out. Like, and I'm like, of course, he's like 15, doesn't know shit. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm nice. like, well, let that be a lesson to you. Don't talk shit to someone if you can't take it back. But beyond that, I'm like, whatever. You never know how people are going to take it. So me just trying to be a positive vessel and not engage with the negativity, I'm like, I don't even want to go joking anymore. Right. So if you're a little kid or an old fucking old head, I don't care. You say some <laughs> cool shit, whatever, random, even advice framed positively, I'll engage. But if it's negative, I just can't do it anymore. Just because one, you don't know how people are going to respond. And I don't want to put more negativity out there, you know. Like yeah, that's awesome, darkness, man. Darkness, darkness, light breeds light, whatever, all that corny shit, you know. Right. Trying to keep it positive. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I have to commend John because he's he deals with you know all the day to day social media stuff for us, and I think he kind of shields a lot of us from from some of the negativity. At least me, he doesn't show me, I and mean, I don't ask either. Like, hey, what are I'm they looking. Saying? I don't, I'm always because I don't care. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Well, it's but, like uh, it's like we we jumped on live before we uh, before we started the podcast just, just to to engage with the 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 listeners and to, to get some questions for for you and then we had somebody pop on like what is this the, is this the French, French kissing club, kissing club? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like one okay yeah that's creative funny I get it all right what did I tell him <laughs> yeah your mom's fixing to be here that's what you said yeah right. uh, uh, but yeah couldn't help it yeah, no no that's good I actually tried to like the comment but you can't like the comment. Uh, I thought it was funny, uh, but you know what? The dude stuck around and he was listening to yeah. all the comment that came out, like you know all the tips and tricks that we're talking about when it comes to uh, you know spare ribs, uh, baby back ribs. Uh, we, we're giving a whole bunch of stuff out, right? So I mean, the dude stayed. He he didn't leave. He was just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen for a second. Yeah, all right. so pick up on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I've realized. I think even those that talk shit, it's like you don't engage, and they see you talking to them saying something positive. I've seen people delete their comments. They'll say something nice after, or they'll shoot you a DM. That's right. Like, generally speaking, like you know, you ignore it and just keep the good energy good. And people either come around, they get bored, go elsewhere. But you know, just don't pay no time attention to it, and shit kind of goes away. Sure. Okay. So I, I've got a I've got a, a question for you. And since you know, you said uh, 2016 was kind of when you guys started getting started there. Is, is, was that right? 
Yeah, I mean, again, okay. I'm a, a, a fat kid, so I mean, food has always been my. Oh life. no, but I'm right as there. Far as, yeah. like, it's smoking meats and things like that in backyard barbecue. Yeah, 2016 is when it all started. What is your favorite barbecue dish right now? Like yours, like I just I'm doing it right now. I love doing it because it, it evolves for me. I'm always trying something different, and when, once I get something I really like, I'm like, I'll wear it out. Right? Do, do you have one right now that you're like it's your go-to? Yeah, and it's funny. I'm sure if my wife was here, if I asked her, she'd answer it for me. But brisket. Yes. Uh, okay. And it's been brisket for a while. Uh, it's a fucking treat, man, first of all. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. When you get it right, even if you get it like 70%, it's still pretty fucking good. But the process itself is always different from trimming to the smoke to what type of smoker you're running on to the weather outside. To, is it select choice prime? Um, is it grass fed? And then it's just, it's like always like a test, you know? So that's what it is, brisket. I'm doing them all the time. I got two in the freezer right now. I did three in the past week, you know, it's like, so, um, yeah, brisket baby all day. And it's in my catering business. I said, Hey, brisket's the money maker. You know, Gordon Ramsay gave me a shout out on TikTok. It's like my brisket's official. So brisket all Hell fucking yeah. day. I love it. Outside of that, outside of that, or I guess prior to that, it probably would have been like beef short ribs. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Uh, a beef short is always nice. So, but yeah, brisket has been my goal for not goal, but you know, love passion obsession for probably like two years now i mean really it's like they probably will never stop you know i i know you can't beat a brisket right you just once you nail a brisket you're like holy shit this is what it's supposed to be like right and so you but now i i love cooking brisket and i'm always thinking of something different outside the box on it we got the versatility of the 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 leftover brisket so you i mean that's what i'm talking about so now so so now we're we're always trying to come up with a different dish for brisket and one that we did early on is we smoked a brisket and then we 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 partnered with um a local donut shop and they did uh brisket kolaches yeah he probably don't even know what a kolache oh. is out there. You, you know what a kolache is? I don't know. So, yeah. pig so, in a blanket. Yeah, have so, those in California. Yeah, pig in a blanket. So it's like a uh, th- think of like a dough that's been rolled out, right? Like a pastry uh, with uh, not a pastry. It's like a, it's a dough, right? Uh, and then think about so stuffing the brisket. I'm, I'm sorry, st- stuffing a dough with brisket, almost like a calzone, really, right? Kind of, kind of a sweet, but it's Swedish, sweet-ish. Yep, dough. And then instead of like putting like sauce in there, you, you would. Cheese, jalapeno, whatever else you, whatever. Oh my God, man. It's a game changer. Right now, if you started selling those damn things, you'd be selling out. Yeah, it's like an, well, I guess, well, that's a, like an empanada, brisket, but it's, it's like, a different dough. Mm-hmm. Oh, empanadas are fucking delicious. Anytime <laughs> a meat pie, like, you know, is always delicious, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, even brisket itself, you know, going back, I think part of it, like, you know, we're not, brisket isn't big out here. California isn't really known. I think it's getting better and it's kind of trying to develop its own sense and identity, but brisket isn't big out here. So to get good brisket is damn near fucking impossible. And I like to say that like in my area, like I don't think you'll find a better brisket person. Like I don't give a shit who else is around me within like 200 miles. I don't think you'll probably find a better brisket when I'm putting out. And yeah. that's only because I haven't oh, traveled yeah. outside that radius to experience it. But even within that, it's not like there's a lot of briskets. You know, within that 200-mile radius all around me, you could probably get, you know, legit brisket from, like, three places maybe, you know. So I also think that part of my obsession for it is it's not something to get where there are rib spots out here, you know. And the reason why, because people, you know, restaurants out here, especially I'm right by Napa Valley, San Francisco restaurants out here, you can put in little indoor rotisseries or things that are little indoor wood ovens and do ribs and you can get that out for dinner service. But, you know, in the city or in Napa, they don't got spots where they can put out big ass smokers, you know, and do brisket. So I think the fact that brisket is so hard to get for me and it's so hard to find for people in general has helped feed that drive. Nice. What's your, what, what, what's your thought on, um, so are you a sauce guy or not a sauce guy on your brisket? Like if you're, if you, if you slice brisket, I'm a no sauce on my brisket. That's what I'm talking like about. See, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying right so there. I, you don't need sauce on a brisket in my opinion. It's right. be sweet. You don't want that vinegar. You don't need extra added savory. If you want more savory, dip it in those motherfucking drippings. That's, soak up juice that and is your sauce. Yeah. Okay. So if that's you take, if you take your, uh, if, if you take that juice, that au jus, right. That comes down in, in your pan or in your, in your foil or yeah. whatever you're doing, right. If you trap that and then use a, was it an oil separator, right? It's the oil. Yeah, and, exactly. Right. And it's gold. You've got it, 
liquid gold. You could fucking put that in a needle and shoot that shit like heroin if you want. That's what I'm saying. You could, you could take. So, so I've not done this. I've so you take it, you separate it, and take those those drippings. Do you have you injected that into your next brisket? So I've heard about that. I have not done that. Oh, it's almost another trick too. Another trick. Too, and this is kind of combining because I make a lot of ramen, like a tonkatsu broth. You've oh, got yeah. like the pork stock that's cooked down, right? So with that, there's that fat layer. The reason the tonkatsu broth is so creamy is you basically blend the liquid and the fat and that sauce that's down. The oil, fat, see, try that with your brisket drippings next time. And you basically have like a creamy aju gravy. Pour that shit over the top. You don't have to. Separate, Ooh, yeah. leave the fat in there to emulsify. It's fucking gold. Try that out next time. But I will also try the separator injecting. That's got to be a game changer. I, I I love that. I love that. I, and, and listen, it, it's like it, it's like candy right there. Like you just dip it. Like I'll put it on my French fries. Like I'll put it on what mashed potatoes. Like do you, what, what do you want? Put it in your beer. Put it in my beer. I will do whatever it is. That's, it tastes right? so freaking good. It's unreal. And, and what bothers, not bothers me, but something I'll preach on Instagram, one I'll always say, and not just Instagram, any social media, unless you have 30 people right there waiting, ready to eat your brisket, don't slice the whole fucking thing. I know people think it looks cool to see 20 slices lined up with the smoke ring. They all like that picture. It oxidizes as soon as it's cut and is exposed to air. Unless you're feeding people, why are you cutting a whole brisket? And then when I see that picture and I think, shit, looking at that, I need water. If you are going to slice the whole thing, at least <laughs> dip it back in that jus that we're talking oh, about. Oh, that's right. So it's a sliceable yeah. brisket, not dip it in those juices, and you have a whole sliced brisket you just sitting there close to air, you're literally killing your brisket. Even if you cook it sitting out there sliced for five minutes, that shit's going to be dry. That's what happens, you know? So it there's is. like a lot of little things like that, too. Like that stuff is gold for more than one reason, you know? Yeah, that's one thing that we learned doing competition is that we would go ahead and slice most of the slices because we're trying to pick out the perfect slices. But it's all done yeah. within like 20 minutes, right? It's a 20-minute yeah. turn. So we're slicing it everything is. in 20 minutes. But we learn like, okay, dip the slices into the that au jus, and that'll help slow the oxidation process, exactly. and it won't dry out as quickly. Yep, that's exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, it just knowledge. tastes like a... Plus, it tastes like badass. Like yeah. yeah, it's awesome. like a flavor bomb, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it's insane. So what's your, uh, what's your go-to smoker when you're doing a brisket? Yeah, so um, as far as brisket and my favorite smoker... It's the pit barrel. Fast, reliable, quality flavor every time. I can get a brisket done on there about seven to nine hours, and that's the big boy I'm talking. Um, I like the flavor it gets. You get the fat dripping. It's dripping right on the coals right there. I love the offset as well, um, but I got a day job during the week. And on the weekends, I like to be around my daughter as much as I can. So to do a brisket and be out there for 13, 14 hours on a Sunday, as awesome as that product tastes, I want to be around my family, my daughter. So if it wasn't for the time and effort, which is hats off to everyone that can do it every day, not that I don't like the offset, but the pit barrel gets it done. It's quality, quick, consistent, and fucking delicious. So pit barrel followed by the offset. Yep. Yeah. Can, can I ask, like, without giving out uh, too much information as far as, like, who you work for or whatever, but uh, what, what do you do uh, grinding uh, throughout the uh, work oh. week? Oh, hardly a grind. I mean, it's only a grind in the sense that I don't like it. But no, I work for, I'm in the insurance industry. Um, okay. Let's just say you're in good hands. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, um, Pedro yeah. Serrano. And, I like it. Yeah, right. And um, <laughs> I, I, it's a great job. I'm happy to do it. Um, my whole family's kind of in the industry. Um, it's just not my passion. You know, it's like insurance is cool, it's safe, but. It doesn't excite me talking about it. We start talking food or meats or barbecue. My fucking heart starts racing. I Come feel on, man. You don't want to talk shit. deductibles and shit? <laughs> no, right? Exactly. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, um, yeah, and it's not a bad gig. It is what it is. It's just not the dream, you know? Yeah, I always love the the, the rando conversations at work uh, where you come across my work, uh, oil and gas industry. And so, you know, a, a big facility and then. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm the best at cooking barbecue or just uh, just cooking in general, but Neither it's always nice to hear like that that coworker that someone's like they start talking about barbecue. I'm like, your ears kind of perk up a little, bit, like, oh, uh, let me just see what's going on over here. Oh, uh, you're, you're a okay. real person, not just a robot. I see at the office. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree, and it's 
Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's, yeah, and that's the one cool thing about you know being on the phone all day and insurance. Generally, people are pissed off calling about the accident, it's a rape. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, but yeah. every once in a while, you get someone. It's like, oh, I'm going to the lake this weekend to barbecue, and look, that's my. I can, oh, you barbecue? I'm in. Perfect. Doesn't matter. I'm going to sell you on it, and we're going to talk barbecue. We're going to have a good time. Shit, we might even get together for beers later. But yeah, you pick up those little cues or. We're redoing our roof right now at the house, and the guy that came out came out a couple of weeks ago to just look around before. I said, oh, you got a smoker out back? And I said, oh, I got a few. He said, oh, you've got like nine. And I said, oh, yeah, it's kind of a hobby. <laughs> when he said, oh, well, I have an egg. I got a couple. Pulled out a cell phone. We talked for 20 minutes, and sure enough, that's the guy I went with. I said, got a great deal. Good dude. We bonded over barbecue. I'm off tomorrow. Thursdays, I'm off, so I'm home. So I'll be cooking barbecue while they're working, trying to feed those guys. But, yeah, anytime you pick up, you know, that someone barbecues or smokes or something that grill like it's always nice. Man, I, I know a guy that uh, was actually in the middle of building his house uh, from scratch, brand new, right? He he used to show up uh, twice a week while the builders were building, and he would get out a grill or smoker. He smoked, and he served all the guys that were, that were working on his house, like twice a week. As it should be. As hey, it should be. should know? be. Awesome. Give, the, give the love back, you know? Let me tell you. People appreciate that. They'll remember, you know, and. Maybe they'll work a little bit harder too. <laughs> I tell you what, he got so many extras added in. There were so many things that they did, like rounded. You don't think about it, rounded corners throughout your whole house, mm-hmm. all thrown in. Like there were so many things that were thrown into this thing. He was like, "Dude," he goes, "Like I may have spent maybe eight hundred dollars the whole time in, in meat and just whatever's cooking for these guys." He said, "But." I got thousands, thousands and thousands of dollars repaid back in. He goes, and he had he, really, truly, he didn't ask for, he never asked for anything. He was like, I, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I, I just want to be here with these guys. These guys are working on my house. It was pretty cool. I was like, holy crap. And I walked through his house. He's like, I'd never pay for that. Never pay for this. Never pay for that. This extra window over here. Didn't pay for that. I'm like a window. Think about that for a second. Like there's, there's a window contractor. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. And I think people forget or take for the value of food like i was saying before when people get good food or quality food or even if it's not good people have shitty barbecue but they don't get barbecue at all or ever it's yep. just a blessing and a gift so i think that's where people kind of forget that oh yeah not everybody does this or not everybody has access to this or not everyone even gets a hot meal every day so when you're sharing that i think you'd be surprised you know the things you get back and again i don't ever do it with that intention but again likewise you'd be surprised if you get or the relationships you make just by sharing a meal or donating a meal or cooking for someone. That's right. That's right. So, so with you not really getting a whole lot of like uh, the, I guess the prime briskets and stuff like that up there in in California, it's kind of like two folds. Like we here in Texas do not get a lot of great tri tips, mm-hmm. which I know that's pretty prevalent uh, in California. Yeah, and I think it goes both ways. It's like we can get prime tri tips out here. Costco now is loaded with prime tri tips. And then, again, with the internet, and especially now because of the virus, all these companies are selling online. Me, personally, I don't have anything against the prime tri-tip, especially from Costco. If you can get it, it's a decent deal. All of the prices damn near doubled during the pandemic. Um, but I've always proud, you know, um, prided myself on being able to cook fucking anything. So, yeah. like, the other day I cooked a select brisket, you know, that I didn't even pick out. I got delivered via Instacart from the Food Max in my town. And it was fucking <laughs> nice. bomb, you know. And, and I'm always trying to tell people, like, it's, it's one thing if, oh, man, my brisket's always good because I'm getting $500 Wagyu brisket. Right. Cooking them. That's like, you know what I'm saying? That's fucking easy. That's like saying, oh, I cook filet mignon and it's tender. Right. No shit. Dude. You, you, know, like, you have to fuck <laughs> it up to make it tough. You it's know? hard to fuck up a so, prime brisket. But if you can cook exactly. a select and brisket. Let alone like a, a high-grade Wagyu brisket. You know, it's right. like you get a Wagyu brisket, that's a different level. So even prime takes a little more skill than that. No, I'm not hating on – I'm trying to say like for me it's about – I want to cook a brisket, I'm going to hit the store. And fucking, oh, this store has the liquor I want today, so that's where I'm going. Like, I'm not like, oh, shit, I'm driving an hour and a half to get a prime brisket. So I'm going to go to my local butcher store, whatever they got, that's what I'm cooking. And, but you're right, tri-tips a little different now. Like, tri-tip out here, I can go to my local farm, they'll have four different types of tri-tip. We're going to have tri-tip Safeway brand, they'll have three local farms out here in California. So, I mean, it really does depend. And it's like, you've probably seen a shift with brisket. Tri-tip used to be like a cheap thing out here. Growing up, I was playing Little League, fifth inning, you know, games over in the sixth inning. I'm like, shit, I just hit a home run. In between innings, I'm going to go to the Little League stand, get some alligator, some soda pop, and a tri-tip sandwich. And that tri-tip sandwich came with a soda pop for like $4, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, now yeah. you go out and you want a tri-tip sandwich, it's like 16 bucks. You know, it's like, 
And it's like, even over the past like, three years from when I started pushing on social media, it's like, I'd go out and get a full prime grade tri-tip for 14 bucks. Now I go out and get a prime grade tri-tip. Even in California, I'm paying 30 bucks, you know? It's like, that's, and that's like for an average prime, I can get, you know, kind of a craft prime tri-tip from one of the farms or ranchers out here, and I'm paying $45 in California. So, um, yeah, we have access to it, but the price has definitely been inflated. And what? I think social media, it's a blessing in that you're exposing these people to cuts and things they haven't had before. The downfall to that is because people are getting exposed to it, the demand for it goes up, which drives up the prices. So, no, it, so yes, it, there's a lot of, you know. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I was talking to John just now off off thing, and he said, hey, today he went to HEB. And yeah, they're like 30-something bucks it, for it a tri-tip. Like, like $35, $36 for a tri-tip. However, uh, I went and bought, it's probably maybe been a year ago, but I bought a tri-tip. I think it was like 18 bucks. Yeah, they've gone up. So that's like almost, that's double, double the price in a year. So Yeah, it's just like, it's bananas, you know? It's like, and again, it's, it's awesome, good for the farmers, good for, you know, everyone involved in the industry, but it's just crazy to see how fast it can be impacted and how fast it can change, you know? Uh, what about skirt steak? You, you, you'll make fajitas, skirt steak. Uh, have you seen the, the prices go up on those things? Because here, yeah, so you can't afford skirt steak. Yeah, so you can still find a skirt steak for a decent price. I hear it just depends. Um, but it's funny, like, I always joke, Peggy Papa, fancy like Nancy, Napa Valley Negro. Growing up out here in Napa, San Francisco, there's all these gastro clubs, bistros. I mean, I was eating hanger steaks and skirt steaks like 10 years ago, fucking drunk after college, you know, oh, yeah. at the little pubs in my town. And it's like they're everywhere. And and it's like not even on tacos. It'd be like, oh, you know, a seared hanger steak with a demi-glaze and risotto. Like, fancy. Like, people are just like, oh, it's an affordable cut. You cook it right. It's delicious. But, yeah, nowadays, it's like restaurants, even at a restaurant, like, you can go out and get charged, you know, 40 bucks for a skirt steak. Like, what is going on? Like, it's just, but you, again, it's that valuation. It's, their skirt steaks are everywhere, but the cost has just gone up, you know, so. It is. And again, it's, it's a, a blessing and a curse. So, yeah, I'm very lucky that, you know, I, I tend to buy in bulk and I buy, you know, quarter cows, things like that. So, it helps. But, yeah, if you're not, you know, planned to prepped and prepared accordingly or you don't know a butcher you could go out and one either not find a skirt steak or a hanger steak or if you do find it they're going to market it as a crap cut and you're going to pay double or triple what you should be paying you know nice man so uh what about the uh, the market for like your pork steaks you know what's is the you know how's the demand down there for it how's you know how's everything with that pork steak oh man so that i would say it's a little bit different like me i mean being in the barbecue world you know how it's in the grill backyard world we like pork steaks and I know farmers and things like that. And, but at the same time, like mainstream, it's not like a lot of quality crap pork, big brand kind of Safeway, things like that. A lot of indie stores are all focused on pork. It's a lot of craft beef out here, lamb, there's goat out here, a lot of sustainably raised poultry. But as far as pork, I'd say pork kind of on the back burner and my experience from what I see, what I, you know, go through, it's just, there's not a lot of variety. The quality is not quite there. Which is a shame because you get good pork. It's people don't realize how fucking good it is, how sweet it can be, what the fat tastes like. Yeah, I mean, just and people are out there overcooking the shit out of pork too. People are cooking their pork till it's white, white, white all the way through. Cook it to one seventy. Let it's like, what are you right. doing? You know, it's like you don't got to do any of that. It's like it's yeah. not the fucking. It's 30s. not a brisket. It's like, exactly. You know, no, it's so, not a brisket. Yeah. No, so so, uh, yeah. render. so so. So that, that that's a good point. Have you done? Have you so here in Texas? Uh, well. I'm, I'm not saying, like, I know there's some Snow's barbecue and whatever. They, they got really big, and they serve a pork steak. Uh, but one thing that we hopefully have helped shed a light on is doing, like, the, the, the pork butt. Doing the uh, pork steaks out of the pork butt. Yeah, doing a pork steak out of a pork butt. So basically slicing, t- taking a bone-in pork butt and taking it to the butcher and saying, hey, cut me an inch and a half steaks out of this pork butt and go home and then grill that thing or, or smoke it and grill it. It's yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, so I've definitely had pork uh, in a similar way to that. Um, I've had bone and butts done it like once or twice. I've had pre-marinated pork steaks cut like that. Belcampo Meat Co. is a company I've worked with in the area. They're very big on sustainable, trying to be farm to table, using the whole animal, all that stuff. But they were the first place. One, like They taught me how to cut like a copa steak out of the pork butt, how to slice you know, the whole steak all that and there's a lot of different cuts of secreto steak you can get off the pork butt but yeah i think people look at a butt and just think oh smoke it shred it but 
there's a lot of different ways to get high quality pork cuts off of that. You can stretch your dollar and also, you know, kind of put out a little bit of a visual treat for people. I've never had a copa steak. I've never had a sacred. I've never even had a whole pork steak. It's like you can blow your mind with a whole pork butt with, with just by stretching it and trying not to treat it like a same old pork butt. That's right. That's right. And, and we, we actually, people have wrote in to us and, and not wrote like actually pen and paper because that'd be weird. Uh, <laughs> they faxed us. They faxed uh, us uh, first. Dear sirs. Hey, dear, <laughs> grab them in the brisket. Uh, <laughs> salutations uh no so they, they but that's not how it is uh but we people like uh, literally have said oh my god i did not even think about even doing this you know and it's so cheap some of it yeah so we can buy a whole pork but probably uh bone in for 10 12 bucks yeah say 13 bucks yeah, about the uh, same amount and, and then but by the time you slice that thing up you have you could serve well 25 people probably yeah. on, on pork steaks that you night. get one that's really well marbled oh, it, i mean you can't beat you it. can't beat it it is so freaking good it's unreal yeah and you hit it on it a little bit earlier chuck like so i don't know if it's the the, the 90s 80s or, or the 2000s 90s you, you had this whole drive of just the other white meat to where they were pushing pork and they were just getting this generic bland pork that was just getting pushed out to the grocery stores and it was just some of this, like, just no flavor whatsoever pork that you can ever get your freaking mouth teeth around. Uh, but I, I think we have seen, like, here lately, like, a little bit of a push of some of these farms trying to bring back the, the, the breeds of hogs that, that, have, that are super flavorful, super, super. Way more marbled. Right, yeah, correct. Uh, we haven't really seen them much in Texas, but I'm sure if you move a little bit more further towards east georgia and 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 carolinas carolinas yeah, and all yeah. stuff like that you, you'll probably see those like the berkshire and the 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 other breeds what's, of, what's the of Cab- hogs kabota Cab- how do you say Cabota. Cabota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and then yeah yeah i mean we're starting to see that out here again growing up out here sorry for the noise in the background i got some sizzling going on um but out here in the Bay, it's like, again, I grew, I'm in Vallejo now. I grew up in Napa. I'm sure you're all, I've at least have heard oh, of yeah. Napa. As sure. Yep. But yeah, there's a lot of chefs. Michael Curello, who's a famous chef. He was on uh, Iron Chef America, things like that. Um, he has a Spanish tapas restaurant up in Napa. My wife and I like to frequent. And yeah, they have like three different types of pork on there. And they have like, not just like Iberico ham, but like Iberico pork. They have like, I mean, crazy stuff. They have, what's the one that starts with the M? Mangalista is it? Mangalista pork. Yeah, I think that is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Mangalese. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mangalese. So they have like they'll have like and like you can get like as a chop, you can get it like thinly sliced and seared. But even going there, it's like holy shit! Like the difference. Like one of them, I was convinced was fucking bacon. Like no, dude, we just sear it, <laughs> a little salt and pepper. That's it. It's like it's just the fat. It eats like all fruit. It's like a heritage breed. And then it's like this one's like considered more generic American style. It's like, oh yeah, this tastes kind of plain. It was still better than anything from the stores, but it's like you can taste the difference, you know. And so yeah, I mean, there definitely is a difference in pork. I fucking love pork. I think pork gets a bad rap one because, like I alluded to earlier, I think it's overcooked a lot of the time, not seasoned properly. I think pork is undervalued or not thought of um, when it comes to salt. Pork fucking loves salt, in my opinion. I oh, yeah, it does. Pork, it does. Like, that's why carnitas are so fucking good, because yep. it's literally fried and more fat and salt at the end. And that, yep. That's what gives it, you know. But pork, I think, is often a lot of times, oh, I put apple juice and brown sugar and Coca-Cola. Right. I want the meat to speak. And by adding more salt, you're going to let the meat be a little sweeter. So good pork, bad pork, I think a lot of it comes down to just cooking, seasoning it right as well. and. You know, and not overdoing it, you know, simple salt, pepper, let the meat shine and you'd be surprised the flavor that the pork's packing. I love it. I love it, man. I, it's just, so I, you know what I, like I said, I said earlier, I was really, uh, I was kind of wondering, I was like, how is this podcast going to go? And let me tell you, man, you have not, uh, disappointed in any way. I feel like you're just dropping, uh, we like to say, uh, knowledge. knowledge bombs, yeah. right? Knowledge mm-hmm. bombs. Um, and, 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 and to be honest, like you're hey, very, real you're very quick. real about it. To all my yeah. teachers that said I was a dumb shit. You hear that? I'm yeah. knowledge. Knowledge <laughs> motherfucking bombs right here. That's right. To drop knowledge. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> no, um. it's, it's so good. And, and, and it's, it feels, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, 
I was worried because I was like, you know, he did really good in the videos that I seen everything else. I was like, but you never know how somebody comes across like when you're interviewing them and talking to them and just really truthfully, we, we try not to have this as a, Hey, how was your day? Tell me how you did this. What was your next step? You know what I mean? It's a more of a casual conversation and man, I like this thing go like 17 hours right now. Yeah. I, it doesn't even matter. You awesome. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Like I said, I, I tried to keep things boring and even if you wanted to ask the same old questions, I wouldn't answer them because I'm stubborn like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed it and everything. It's, it's always a trip because putting yourself out there on social media, people do have expectations and you want to live up to a certain type of persona, but at the same time, it's hard for me to fake it. So whenever people are always like, oh man, I enjoyed it, or you did well, or whatever it is, that shit makes me happy, because I can't fake it. And I, I don't want to let anybody down at the same time, though. So the fact that it went well, I'm happy. Hopefully people learned something. If not, hopefully I don't make myself look like a fucking dumbass more than I already do. Nah, no, no, no. You don't worry good. about that. Whistling uh, videos I post, you know? That's my job, <laughs> homie. That's my job. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, uh... Real quick, what is your favorite? What what, what is your go to beer? Go to uh, beer or drink? Okay, so my go to beer, I'll say a fruited sour. Some people call them like a slushy, a smoothie style sour. But I don't like IPA hops. I'm more into kind of the floral notes of beer. So yeah, anything fruited sour, slushy style. Right now, RAR Brewing, R A R, they're fucking killing the game. Currently got a dull whipped pineapple. That's basically like whipped cream pineapple. Uh, in a you know a sour that's been aged and it fucking tastes like heaven. So that sounds like anything fucking that's, Anything that's like sweet, hearty yeah. in a glass, that's my jam. People say, "Oh, you're gonna get diabetes." Take my foot off, motherfucker, and pour up another right, beer. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so <laughs> if, yeah, if you had to pick, if you had to pick domestic beers, what would it be? Oh man, so that is a domestic, but as far as like a, a, a bigger domestic, just the big, beer, the, the, the big guys, uh, Lagunitas yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah. Lagunitas. Uh, right. I like Lagunitas. Those, those are good. Yeah, yeah. 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 All my homies work for them. One of my boys is a big sales rep. Nice. I grew up drinking that shit. Um, they started in Petaluma. I went to school in Katati, which is literally <laughs> fifteen minutes away. So. I mean, before I could drink beer, I was fucking sneaking that shit. Before, when they used to put weed in their beer, supposedly I was sipping on it. But Lagoon, <laughs> they put out quality product. It hits hard. They got something for everybody. And it's legit beer. You know, it, it's, There's it, a it, reason that they're taking over the beer game. No, so. it really is. Uh, my, my wife works for the beer industry, and she, she has toured the Lagoon distributor, or the a brewery, whatever. They have a badass outdoor area. They have a bar thing set up. I do. I get drunk and, there many a time. I think I think I saw. I think I think uh, one of the the, pre, the vice president or whatever that it tore my wife around. Uh, uh, he think he said he did, he did like almost like three to four million dollars a year comes out of their outdoor area, their bar area. That's how much they make off that one thing alone. So I was like, holy mm. crap, that is ridiculous. Three four million dollars yeah, what I they make it just no. because I don't even like to visit sometimes. Like unless it's like an off season. That's the good thing about having Thursdays off during the week, but. You try to go there on a Saturday, like in the summer without a reservation. It's a college town. It's at this point, it's such a big brewery. I mean, it's cracking out there, but it's dope, man. I mean, yep. yeah, it's yep. like, yeah, I used to get real lit out there, at least. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chuck, hey, we, we ask all the guests uh, that come onto the show uh, if you could share a barbecue fail or a barbecue win or a cooking fail, cooking win. Do you have a story in mind that you could share with the guests? Yeah, a fail. You bring up flashbacks and traumatic memories. <laughs> we want to uh, hear. People we're love hearing. We're always trying to teach. This is the healing like process. <laughs> I really do have several I can share. Um, as far as a fail goes, there's two off share. So one would be uh, starting off cooking things like that. I'm like, uh, I had a buddy hit me up. Hey, do you want to cater? Yes, let's go ahead. I'm gonna do this gig. All right, we're having a Super Bowl party. What we're gonna do is we want you to do a whole hog. You ever done a whole hog before? Again, my egotistical self, young, foolish, trying to chase that dollar and live my dreams. Yeah, I've done a whole hog before. Long story short, um, it barely fit on the smoker I had. <laughs> um, the, the charcoal, I had issues with the charcoal was going out. It was a little ghetto-ass old fucking rig my brother-in-law had found cleaning up a house. He's a contractor. <laughs> this rich old guy died and had a shitty little smoker out back. So um, they're trying to have people <laughs> get over there around 11. They want to eat at noon. So it's like my parents live up the street from these people. It just so turned out. So I'm going back and forth to their house throughout the night, checking it. I go back from like between like 3. I think I get back at like 5 o'clock. Or no, like 4.30. No, no, like 4.15. I was going to play an hour to the firebox. completely out. 
everything's completely done. I'm over there trying to get this fucking temperature back up. I'm starting to panic. Again, I'm working there, so it's like 10.30. I temp it, the pig's at like 170. I'm like, motherfucker, we got to eat in like an hour. So I fucking throw a gang of charcoal on and try to get the temperature up. I get it to where the fucking hog is like temperature safe to eat-wise, but this thing is like a brick, yo. Like, this isn't some shit that I would have fed to my dogs, you know? I panic. I looked at my wife and went, we got to get the fuck out of here. Like, I know there are people here at 11.30. We got to get the fuck out of here right now. She said, get your shit together. Put on your big boy pants. There's people here that paid you money. Do what you can to make it work. So basically the skin was inedible. Um, the meat inside of the hog, after um, I butchered it and massacred it, I ended up having to chop it just to serve it because it wasn't shred tender. It was fucking awful. I have not heard from those people again. No tip <laughs> from the gig, which I'm fine with. Um, but I do know the son of the family, and I have since talked to him like, hey, bro, whenever you're ready to give me another chance to come a long fucking way, I'll do it for free, which is not a lot for me. It's like, or which is a lot for me, excuse me, because I'm now to the point where, you know how it is, barbecue catering, you can make a decent amount of money. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. good at it now. Um, but I'm like, dude, I don't care what the fucking ticket is. I'll do a gig for free. So I pretty much ruined their Super Bowl party, thought about fucking quitting in the middle, made myself look like a real baby back bitch. Um, <laughs> and in the end, I disappointed a bunch of people. But I'm here today. The other story would be, and real quick, I was on Firemasters. It's on the Cooking Channel. It was filmed in 2019, I think. Yeah, 2019, September 2019. Flew out there. You have 30 minutes to cook. I cooked a beautiful, perfect steak for these judges. Eddie Jackson, um, fucking all the chefs, whatever. Andy Husbands, who's a barbecue legend, in my opinion. I cooked the steak. I do a risotto that I cooked on a gas grill in 20 fucking five minutes. I thought it was delicious. Two of the judges liked it. Andy Husbands, the camera cuts to him, and I'm filming this live, and he looks at me and says, oh, the steak is perfect. Best piece of protein here today. The risotto has everything and pauses, but flavor. And I'm the fucking flavor train. So to hear that on TV, <laughs> I got off of that. I called my wife. I said, yeah, no, I'm not coming back home. I'm about to drive a bridge into the fucking Toronto River or drive off this bitch because I can't come home. So to be shit on on national television, that's why I don't really trip off the trolls no more because you guys don't have credentials like Andy Husband does and it's not on TV. I could delete your comments. That that's shit's right. out there forever. So that's that's right. awesome, bad as yeah, for sure. you got it out of competition, you know, it's like you got to just embrace it and deal with it and try to be better. So even when I think the flavor's good, Add a little bit fucking more. That way you don't get embarrassed on television like I do, you know? <laughs> no, that's not embarrassing. That's just, hey, that's just cooking, man. That's what it is. I love it. No, it's, you're right. It is cooking. I, I don't want to take it personal, but at the same time, I would say, like, cooking is literally a representation of you. You put your love, your heart, your soul into something. So when you share it with someone and they like it, that's why it feels so good, in my opinion. Just like that's why I think chefs, cooks, anyone that's involved in the kitchen, that's why it sucks when someone doesn't like it because that's a piece of your fucking soul on that plate. I literally took time out of my day and my energy. I'm tasting and I'm sharing, putting my energy into this. So when you don't like it, it's like a reflection of me. And people will say it's not personal. Well, no, it is fucking personal. I put my personality into this and you're eating it. So right. this is personal for me. It's personal <laughs> for you. So if you don't like it, that's a personal fucking thing, you know. And you don't have to fight about it, but I'm going to be upset about it. You know, it's like I have a right to be upset. No, no, yeah, it's 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 validated, yeah, without a doubt. But at the same time, it's like, all right, live and learn. Like if, if oh, you if, if you could do Absolutely. it all over again, if you went back onto that to the uh, to to the show, do it all over again, would would the comment be, you know, what I best piece of protein here, uh, the risotto was too much flavor in there. It was too it was too much, right? And, and it, that's what it would be. And, 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 and you're like, and it's not like I take it personal in a sense of anger, but I think it yeah. personal. That's why, like, I care, and that's why it would get better because it is personal. If I didn't right. give a shit about it, whatever you didn't like, it cool on to the next. No, it is personal to me. So when you say I don't like it, I don't care if a hundred people said a meal's good. My wife always like, babe, that one person that said you should have had tapatio on the table, even though you don't think it. It's like, dude, babe, you don't even cook tapatio with the condiments. Like, I don't give a fuck. That guy wasn't happy. That wasn't like, happy. Make everybody. Hey. You know, it's like, I want everybody to be here happy. It's like, so I don't give a shit how I could do it. It's like, if I don't buy Tapatio, I'm going to make my own fucking hot sauce next time. If he didn't think my risotto had enough flavor, I'm going to make it better next time because this shit is personal to me. And I want it to be personal to you. <laughs> and I want you to remember this forever. I want you this to be a lasting memory. You know, it's when my, when my clients say, dude, I'm going to remember this forever. I don't take that lightly. I hope they mean that shit. I want you to tell your kid, dude, remember in San Francisco, Chuck drove out here. He made a brisket for us and it changed our fucking life. That's what I live for. You know, it's like, it's those moments. And, you know, my wife is my assistant. I did a gig a couple of weeks ago and the people were so happy, kept raving about the food. And, 
she's always happy for me, incredibly supportive, but she looked at me after a while, like having to get, and it was like a weird moment. She's like, I see exactly, like right now, I see why this is addicting for you. Oh, yeah. Like, I see, oh, yeah. like, I'm like, that's it. Like, you got it. Like, you know, I don't have to say anything else now. You've seen it, you've experienced it, you feel it too. Cool, we're good. You know, it's, so yeah, there is something personal about it. It's like you're exchanging life, you know, but I keep going back to that, but that's how I look at it. I, dude, you're hitting L on the head. Hey, Jack, hey, we appreciate you being on uh, the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. Um, please let us know where the people can get a hold of you as far as social media-wise. And also, like, what, what do you have coming up for you uh, in the future as far as anything planned with the, the Chuck's Flavor Train? Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for having me. I truly do appreciate it. You could be talking to much better, more handsome, qualified people than I am, but share with me. So thank you. As far as uh, social media, where to find me, Chuck's Flavor Train is the website. Chuck's Flavor Train on Instagram. Chuck's Flavor Train on TikTok and YouTube. I think that might even be Facebook too. But just Google Chuck's Flavor Train. Some of it should come up. If not, you'll see a fat black ugly guy. That's me. Um, as far <laughs> as what's on the docket for me, um, I don't want to put any, you know, like uh, eggs before the chickens or chicken before the eggs, whatever that saying is. But all I will say is that um, I'm very excited for the football season. I, Go I Niners. The 49ers. Go Niners, exactly. I cooked for some of the Jeez. Niners last year. And it seems like, I don't know, just them posting and stuff, but I've been really talking to a lot of players in the NFL. Got some things lined up to cook for people when they come to town and things like that. And then outside of that, the same catering and cooking, baby. I'm always cooking, trying to make people happy. So if you see the smoke rolling and smell the cushion in the air, that's me, baby. There it is. Fantastic. There it is. I love it, man. I feel like uh, I need to go to California and hang out with you, man. Next time I'm in Sacramento, I'm going to look you up. Yeah. Sacramento, I got a lot of friends and family out there. My boy that works for Lagunitas is right there at SAC, so I'm always out there. So, yeah, if you're ever out this way, hit me up. I grew up in a household, open-door policy, so I'd be offended and disrespected if you were close by and didn't hit me up, and that goes for all you guys. There it is. There it is. All right, Chuck. Hey, we definitely wish you the best. Uh, Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, do this again. Hell yeah. I appreciate all y'all. Have a good night. Hey, Chuck, can I leave you with one? Can I leave you with one? One little uh, lasting thing before you go. So there's five. There's five of us here together, right? One of these guys is a Niner fan. The other four of us are Cowboys fans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboys fans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. About two months after I about two months after I met these guys, I gave them a gift that is hanging in the garage right now, and it's an eight by ten picture of the catch. We're actually looking at it right now. I can see it. You guys have been blessed. Yes. Blessed. All right, brother. Appreciate Appreciate it, homie. Cheers, fellas. Love y'all. Be safe. Cheers. You too, bud. Dude, charismatic. Yeah, I, I I love this. I I love talking to him. I feel like we're brothers. I feel like I need to go stay with him. He he's can come so stay much with cooler than he, you. No, he's not. He, the fuck he is. I kind of agree with John, a but little bit. he he probably is. Uh, he he needs to come stay with me. We need to cook some shit. Uh, I'm telling you right now, this is this dude was it was so much fun. Yeah, I agree. What it was do you a think, fun Matt? Interview. We've been great. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Matt just Matt's just doing Matt right now. No, no, man. Super great for him to to come onto the podcast. Super energetic. Super, super, super. super. I keep super, saying super. 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 Hey, Talk about super. There's other words you could super say. Super amount of f bombs that was dropping that episode. Oh, for sure. Hey, Probably f- the most ever. Hey, f you. That's yeah. gonna that's gonna be a record. Yeah. John, yeah. John's mom's not gonna be happy. That's fine. Yeah. That's true. That's fine. She'll, it's gonna be a lot of earmuffs. Yeah. Probably. Beep, 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 now beep. you know what? Here it is. It's a real conversation. It's a, with a, a, a real conversation with a guy that's passionate about barbecue. Yeah. Passionate about putting his brand yeah. out there, and the guy's doing things right. He right. is doing things. He's James. He's living your life, right? He is. He is. Yeah. Like he just is, going. He's just yeah. going. You're yeah. still. There's nobody going to hold him back. You know why? Because he's going to go forward. Even if he hasn't done it before, he's going to exactly gonna do it anyway. But you know what? Yeah. yeah. Whole hog. What do you want? Boom. Got it. Done. You want, you want two of them or three? I'm sorry, guys. You want four? Yeah. No. Oh, you could, you couldn't do four. You can't hold. Okay, I'll do one. Perfect. I mean, sometimes the easiest way to learn how to do something is to fail at just, it the first time. Just it. fucking yeah. go in and that's just it. fucking do it. Just you do know it. what I mean? It was like so, a, the fear of failing. That's just first, like yeah, anxiety. The, the fear of failing just makes people just not want to attempt things. You know what I would have done? I would show up at this dude's house like, hey, hey give me a whole hog. Yeah, no problem. Center blocks are coming. Yeah. I'm, dig- I'm digging a hole in his <laughs> right. backyard. I'm like, dude's like, what are you doing? Like, 
Yeah, I'm cooking a whole hog. Yeah. You said whole hog, right? You wanted hog. You, yeah. You did say whole hog. Yeah. I got some nano leaves. I just cut down. We're going to cover this thing up. You're good, bro. So, yeah, uh, yeah very cool interview. Uh, yeah. Very, very cool uh, energy. So, yeah, go check out uh, Chuck's Flavor Train, and it's all over social media. So, whether you're TikTok, Instagram, freaking Facebook, uh, I don't know, is MySpace still around? Or MySpace? Yeah, yeah, yeah check Tom, out MySpace. Tom's still around, right? No, Tom done sold that shit. He, 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 he made a lot of money. He made a lot of money, and he's probably living a half happy life somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Hey, so, very cool. Appreciate speaking it. Speaking of uh, where you can find uh, people, hey, Elton, where where can the people find us? They fucking know, man. If we if we drop an F-bombs, we might as well just keep fucking saying them. Yeah. Go to it's f- like the South Park episode where we right. just try to break them, <laughs> grab the most F-bombs as we yeah. can. Maybe, maybe, maybe. There's been a lot. But, uh, guys, you know the fucking drill, man. Just go to grab them. <laughs> grab them. <laughs> <laughs> why, why hey, grab the brisket.com. Hey, grab Go check it out. Check the website out. That's right. Uh, that's Alden. right, man. You can find everything there, dude. You can find your merchandise, man. You can go leave comments. You can go look at, you know, listen to episodes. You can, right. uh, you know, ask questions. You know, like, hey, why the guys you say, why you guys say F words so much last right. episode? Yeah. So yeah. F you. We'll, we'll answer all those questions, man. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, like I say, just go, go, go look at all that stuff, man. And, um, as that one guy says, uh, is this a French kissing club? It's not. It's not. Hey, it is. Your mom's going to be here in a little bit. That's right. Boom. It can be. So, so, hey, appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it, Alden. And appreciate you guys. And, and thanks well, for listening, well, thank guys. You. Yeah. Thank you, John. Peace. Enjoy talking barbecue with you guys. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. Dying it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Right, we would like to give a special thanks to Fogo Premium Hardwood Lump Charcoal. Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Cooler, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Texas Brew Hopper. We appreciate their support. Y'all guys go check them out.